Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by 13-Step Tone Solutions and More Bands Media. That's me and John, yours truly, me, Brad Biggs with 13-Step Tone Solutions and Jonathan Grissom with More Bands Media. Jonathan how you doing today, man? I'm good, good. How'd our boys in Hollis do the other day? Oh man, it was a good show. Man, it was a good I, show, and I and I'm and I'm pretty sure that they gained some fans. I heard good things. I was uh, I was uh, just uh, not quite in this dimension at those particular hours for that show, so I apologize. I was uh, not able to make it out there, but uh, I was surfing the universe. I will say, I will say that the uh, was it America's Thunderstruck? The, oh yeah, uh, the, the tribute band. They they do a really really good job. Uh, I I never uh, noticed the drummer though in 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 uh was it Kid or ACDC? Yeah. I never noticed the drummer, so I don't know if he just looks like a normal dude. But their drummer wasn't dressed up or anything like the rest of them. But they all look the part, like Typical like uh, they had like the the little short you know little outfits and stuff and doing the dances with the guitars and knowing drummers, it's probably a drummer that probably played two shows earlier that day and he just was all out of fucks to give because that's right. how drummers are. They just, well, I was like either he's a hired gun drummer <laughs> and they just grab a new drummer every time they go to a new city or I don't know what that what they do, but they they put on a good show. So. Awesome man. Well, Hollis, shout out to the boys. We hope to see y'all in the future. They got a pretty pretty uh, good schedule coming up this summer. So if y'all are out there and see them on a billing, go go see them, man. Give them some support. Uh, in the house with us today is a singer, Oklahoma singer songwriter, guitar player, uh, Bailey Gilbert. Hey, how are you doing? How are you doing today? I'm great. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm glad. I'm. Uh, I was a little nervous, honestly. I mean, you girls are so busy. I was like, I don't really have a whole lot of uh, information to go off of here. But um, I don't know. We came in. You made cool with my dogs, so I uh, think you're probably going to be all right. So <laughs> pass the puppy vibe check. <laughs> That's the same. I came in, I saw there were dogs, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's well, going to be good. Yeah, cool. We're, we're, we're good. We'll make it. So take, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how'd you get into the whole bit by the music bug, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so I'm from rural Oklahoma, moved around a little bit, um, but I was always a huge music fan, like absorbing that aspect of rural culture, I think, when there's not a whole lot to do. You have a pretty good CD collection. Yeah. But um, oh, yeah. when I was like 14, I learned to play guitar and I mainly did it because I had been trying to be a singer and had done a couple of karaoke situations where the CD skipped or the band messed up. And I was like, I can't rely on nothing. I'm going to make it everything happen by myself. And uh, yeah, for a long time I did that. I got to play in a couple cool bands with really talented people in a couple different genres and really try and develop my voice and songwriting and what I wanted to say and Last year, got together with some guys, made a band called Bailey Boy, and we are, you know, putting a really cool twist on songs that I've gotten to write in my room, and now they sound very cool. It's it is a a different thing when you can make the sound bigger with the whole with a whole band. It, it exactly almost, it can almost sound like a completely different song altogether. Oh, it makes me greedy. Know? I'm like, oh, if we can do that, <laughs> I'm gonna write like this then because I want to do this now. So so how long have you been doing the full band thing versus when you were just doing your own singer-songwriter acoustic guitar type thing? 
Um, well, this full band, it's really about a year old. Um, we started practicing and trying to get together for shows, I think, last June. Um, put out our first single in October and have just been trying to, you know, play around and get really tight and how we feel with one another on stage. And we're having a really good time playing a lot of shows. I had been playing solo for, I guess, 11 years. Wow. So. I had like done a folk jam band, but it definitely wasn't like my music. Like we'd played a couple of my original songs, but we're mainly covers. So, uh, man, uh, how many... As far as a body of work and, and like how many original songs do you have that like if someone asked you to put together a list of originals, what would you what would you say mm -hmm. even like guesstimate? Ones that I would be happy to pull out a guitar and play well, you yeah, pro of probably of course. <laughs> probably maybe like thirty that I put in active rotation, like they play at shows. That's... Not not all of them with the band, but a lot of them with the band. Um and then I think like maybe eighty or ninety total written songs that I have at one point claimed and played and been happy with. Yeah. That's a, that's still, that's quite a body of work. I mean, thank you when it comes to, that's one thing I struggle with. I'm, I'm a guitar player and I've, I've really tried to do lyrics, especially here lately after I got my head cleared out, but it's just, uh, it's hard. It's hard for me to, uh, the words fall short, I guess. But, um, how does that work in your head as far as the creativity when it comes into the head? It's like, do you come through with lyrics and like, okay, I'll put a tune to that or there's a tune come out and you're like, well, I can put a poem or something to that. Well, it's a mix. I'm not very good at guitar. Like I've been playing for 12 years, but I'm, I'm a rhythm guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> I played folk guitar, open chords for a long time. When I discovered bar chords and electric, it was, it was revolutionary Ding. for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So now I get really loud, but I'm still not doing anything cool. Really. Um, luckily CJ, our guitarist and Bailey boy is like a very proficient and very awesome guitarist. And so I just like gesture. He does the thing. Um, but for most, uh, songs, I usually get like a hook or a line. Um, it's usually like some kind of phrase with the melody. And then I'll either chase that melody, like find a guitar and start trying to figure out what the shape of that is and then put lyrics in. Or I'll be like, what am I trying to say here? Write out a verse. But it usually kind of happens like first line or first line of the chorus. And then it happens organically as I play. Nice. Well, who are the other guys in the band? Let's give them a shout out here. Yeah, um, so CJ the guitarist, and then we have Tim Stieg playing bass, and then we have Tyler Romine on drums, and um, they're all super talented, and they actually have another project called CJ and Stieg where they do prog rock and um, original music, and it's great. So I kind of just saw their band one time and was like, I'll take one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and they get to stretch themselves out a little bit playing some indie shit. Well, that's cool, man. I mean, um, you do most of your work here in Norman. Is I know you're a local Norm a Normanite here in the city. Yeah, <laughs> my day job is um, for Old Blood Noise Endeavors. Get out! Yeah, super Love fun. Those. Love those guys. I've, I've, we when we got the show going, I we had emailed back and forth, and it just sort of just just fell apart. Like I, we just they stay really... even busier oh, than I do. That's how I kind of took it. It's not, it wasn't like a negative thing. They like, these guys are really seem like they're taking off, especially at that time. They were getting a lot of, inf a lot of uh, attention here in town and nationally. And yeah. I'm like, man, that's awesome. I would love to, I would love to interview them uh, and just 
because we got, we got Old Blood Noise, we got Walrus and Keeley, and they're all right here in Oklahoma. And I'm like, that's so freaking cool. I think it supports <laughs> the notion that there's nothing to do in Oklahoma right? but like trouble and like hobbies, you know? So like the music <laughs> scene is really flourished because there's all of these people investing in it. But no, that would be cool. But I, I build guitar pedals. Um, we're in OKC now. They're like refinishing the old Oklahoma Opry building. Um, and it's like the resonant head. It's a venue that just opened up is like attached to us and we work with them a lot on things. And so so they're always doing new cool projects and I'm always hearing about it as we announce it as a company and then being like, I didn't even know we were doing that. That's so cool. (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm not telling you where I would, I need to reach out again and and just see because Reminders never hurt, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just uh, people are busy. I don't know. They're busy. And like I said, I'm I'm 13 step tone solutions is what I started. And I've gone through the whole I built a guitar for a, a band out in California. Shout out Jordan, them evils. Um, I loved it when it was done. And I got to present it, and I was like, this is awesome. We caught him on tour, and we did that whole dance. That's cool. But during the building of it, I basically stopped playing, looking at guitars. Like, I just I hated it. It just became work. And I'm like, I don't want that to happen. So then I went, like, okay, if someone asks me, maybe I'll do that. But then I went to Amps. I really enjoyed that. And then I'm like, there's already a lot of people that do that. No market. <laughs> then I want pickups. I wanted to wind my own pickups. I, I wound some pickups and I'm like, nah, it's not, it's not, nah. So now it's, that's when I talked with Nikki and now she's like, well, what we need in the city for a music scene, if we want to have structure is we need good promoters that aren't afraid to take on local talent and, and legit try to make a market with it. And I'm like, I think I might be able to step into that role. I don't know a damn thing about it, but I've I've been working with her and and talking with her, and I'm like, I think we might be onto something here. Yeah, I think that she has a point. Like, um, I've been obviously playing in the Oklahoma music scene for so long that I know a lot of people, and so my personal network is one where I get to walk around a lot of the booking shortfalls just because of who my friends are. And I can acknowledge that that is frustrating, and that really talented people trying to get their foot in the door, um, it doesn't cultivate that, mm. which is why we do see a lot of rotation of similar artists and kind of like staying at the same level of venues when even when their following grows or even when they're, um, you know, expanding into new projects or genres. And I just think that every venue and every event has such a different process and approach to booking and preferences and a lot of it goes unspoken and i do wish that there was just more of kind of an industry standard um that could be easily explained instead of having to kind of learn like well if you're playing at like these six venues it's this kind of thing these three venues it's this kind of thing it's clickish yeah it it does get clickish and i'm happily in clicks (laughs) and i can still acknowledge it's harmful in oklahoma city it goes it goes more like who owns the venues too so like like there's there's about three to four different bars bar venues and stuff that are owned by the same people and so they have the same bookers and so they're booking the same bands to to you know handle the headliners that are coming through but it's like, but you know, it's like I, I can only see certain bands so many times before I'm yes. like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk outside and go, you know, hang out outside until you're done, and I'm gonna come back inside even though I like your band, like, you know, because I've seen you like ten times. So yes, and I I've seen some venues trying to combat 
kind of like the oversaturation of certain bands in the area by putting in proximity clauses that say, um, if you're going to play here, then you can't play anywhere else in OKC like two weeks before or two weeks after. And I'm like, damn, so you're paying me a whole month of rent at that gig? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) This is my job. And so it's one where like having the venues hire the same Mm -hmm. people over and over. I think that if everyone played a ton of shows, but at a ton of different venues with a ton of different lineups and different bands, you would keep having unique shows and experiences that people want to go to. Okay. I'm going to push back on that just a little bit because of what I'm seeing right now coming off of, even still now, coming off of COVID. It seemed like festivals were already popular, but once that opened back up, everything is a festival. And I'm kind of wanting to bring that, pump the brakes. Yeah, I'm not arguing for festivals. I'm more saying like this Friday night, these three bands are playing at this venue. If you're a music scene person who likes to go live, watch live music, then you know that means that like they're all getting this kind of sound approach, that they're going to have this kind of an energy. Yeah, It's going to be a unique experience. And I don't know, I think that's something that's within artists and venues control to try and cultivate. Well, that's another thing we we talked with uh, Nikki about is like, who are we really going for? Like, because we had an idea of a of a female headliner of a female p- featuring uh, show, and it's mostly acoustic singer songwriter originals. Ultimately, that is kind of a hard sell, and it's mostly mm-hmm. it's local artists, and it's like, who are you trying to get out of the house? Well, I know when I go see a show like that, it's me and my wife on a date night, no kid. And I, I don't want to go have my head bashed in. I, I, you know, it's one of those types of things. And I, I think that's a, there's a lot that can be said for that. And a lot, that, a lot of people that want to go to that, it's almost like you almost have to take it to them in a way too. Like if you buy this ticket, this is what you're can expect. Yeah. I think that it can be really hard to put a definitive bead on what you're offering, like creatively and experience wise, especially if it's a new thing. And you're not really sure how it's going to go until it goes. Yeah. So it's hard to make any promises. Well, and acoustic song type nights can really hit in the gut with some songs can get really heavy. And oh, it's like, that's oh, what I would man. hope for. That's, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to get my heart broken by a room of beautiful women. Yeah. I don't care how it happens. <laughs> well, take us through um, before we play it here. Uh, Daddy Issues is the song we have up here we want to play. So what was some of, like, when you ran into writing a song or whatever, like you said, uh, what are some things that come to mind and, and trigger, like, a, okay, that's a that's a verse, chorus, this, that, or the other? Right. Um, usually it's um, if I have a thought or, like, a reaction to something or I hear something and it just resonates with me, I'm, um, I can fixate sometimes on phrases. So like someone will say something to me at the grocery store and then for the next couple of aisles, it just repeats the phrase in like different intonations. Um, So I think I might just be someone who fixates on certain phrases. Um, For me, at least writing like daddy issues, what like prompted me like wanting to write it into a song and what stuck with me was like, I just had this thing pop into my head, like with the melody, like I was 13 when I learned how to drink and just like riding bikes, I pick it up anytime I like. And it's, I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that melody. And I just kind of let myself like keep going with that train of thought. Like 
who am I talking to right now? What am I trying to say? And then by the time that I had finished the chorus, I was like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. But it's very honest. Yeah. It's, it'll definitely get people's attention. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I just have stuff I'm working through. And so usually it's just more like I have something that needs to be said. And for whatever reason, I can't or won't say it to maybe who I want to say it to. Or I don't feel like there's any really one to say it to. I just kind of want to say it and then have it echoed back at me and like know that it was true. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I chase. All right. Well, let's uh, let's give this a listen and then maybe uh, go into some more dissection of your process here. Thanks. I was 13 when I learned how to drink and just like riding bikes. I can pick it up any time I like a manic dream. Laughing Lolita wanna be guess the for it I was asking before I knew it was a question and is it my fault?
very good. Thank you. The name of that's Daddy Issues. It's out on Spotify and all the platforms now, I suppose. Yeah, even has a music video on YouTube. I, that had a... Uh, and we were talking during the the song, and it's it had a very big sound, and the the bass and that drive that four four drive is uh, very rockish. Thank you. Dare I say you're a rock and roll chick? Um, I you know I don't know if it's just internalized misogyny, <laughs> or I don't feel like I get to call myself a rock artist, or if it's just because like so many people cry at songs that I do that I feel like, oh, this, no one's rolling right now. Oh. Like, but, <laughs> um, yeah, like, I mean, we have a lot of edge and rasp. Our live stuff is really way heavier than that, and we get asked to turn down a tiny bit sometimes, which I get a lot of validation from. <laughs> well, what is, uh, what's kind of your wheelhouse as far as just personal comfort? Are you more comfortable just up there with an acoustic guitar, or you like the band? I love the band. Yeah. They, like, bring so much to it it's like all the backing stuff in the back of my head is now loud and proud and happening better than i could have thought of it hmm. well tell us how that song came together from the production side of things as far as getting in the studio and cutting it yeah well um cj and i had met at um, a seventh day rebellion show case of like songwriters and stuff and he had said he's doing some producing and learning how to do that and offered to help me out with that if I ever wanted to. And I eagerly took him up on it. And we came in and actually did a whole nother song called Trees and recorded it. And then at the end of it, he was like, this is a very big sound. Like, he's like, like I, you know, he's like, the treatment I gave it, I'm not sure if it's what you're looking for. And I'm like, no, I want to lean into this hard. Yeah. Like, I, this is the sound I've been looking for. Like, you just listened and when I said I liked things. And uh, so we were like, let's approach daddy issues, which we both felt was like, we had gotten a lot of positive feedback. People had wanted to hear that song and put it on Spotify for them. And which is always really great to know that people want things. So we went into it like wanting to just make a very polished like moment in time of that discovery of that sound. And I don't know. It was very cool. It has a kind of that 70s wall of sound thing going uh, i was thinking springsteen or the who even maybe some of that element in there i, I love arena rock like yeah. if you look at my old like ipod classic it's a ton of like live performance videos on the tiny screen like i'm watching bruce springsteen and acdc i'm watching o2 <laughs> performances like yeah, product of our childhood, I guess. Exactly. Uh, uh, that's one of the first albums I remember hearing in the album was uh, ACDC Back in Black. Oh, gosh. Yep. I, the muscle memory of if any of those songs come on. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the same three chords, Bailey. Come on. <laughs> I, it just it gets me. It understands me. <laughs> All that, yeah. I mean, that's really cool. So if, uh if we were to be able to put like something together... If uh, we could get maybe you and Nikki on a on a billing together, is that something you might be interested in? Yeah, I love hanging out with Nikki in she's any capacity. Cool. She's okay. She's pretty great. <laughs> she's <laughs> fun. She she's is. also like just such an advocate for women in music. And I don't know if it's because I've been doing this since I was so young, but lately, like when people don't want me in a room, I'm like, I'll leave. Same. Have your own time. Same. And, but like. It, for women in music, you need people who are willing to stand their ground and stomp in and point out 
like the shitty treatment they get to more than just their friends. And she has been lately holding people accountable for their bullshit. And I just greatly admire her. What are some things, uh, some uh, pitfalls that say if we were to try to build something, we could avoid right away that you've experienced? I haven't been in the game of a live musician since like 2007 or eight, somewhere on there. So, Man, I think a cool approach that we might do is bank on how gender neutral some of our names are and just call it an Oklahoma singer-songwriter showcase. We actually and did. And they show up, and if it's all women, like, you got what you paid for. Yeah. We talked about that actually with Nikki. That was one of the things she was kind of like, "What should we call it?" And we tossed ideas around. So we still don't know, but and it's a cool selling point because yeah. really, it's it's not about the fact that like all of the good songwriters in Oklahoma are women. Because I certainly have a ton of friends um, that come to mind that are very men, <laughs> very yeah. male, and have written some of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. I would say that. Uh, since doing this show, some of the best originals that we've had come through, uh, I would say, or mm, not overwhelmingly written by women, but like high Vegas house odds, uh, probably written, probably more like a 60-40. Yeah, I get that, which I appreciate. And I also, I don't know, I think maybe a little perspective thing is too, just like, if you want to do this as a woman, you do have to do it very well to get in anywhere. So maybe it's not even that like... You know, so many of the songwriters who are talented in Oklahoma are women, but more that if you're a songwriter who's a woman in Oklahoma who's getting people to listen to your songs, you really had to try. Yeah. Very hard to do that. So maybe one of those are like most of the women who play are great songwriters more than most of the songwriters that are great are women. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What about venues themselves? Like as far as um like like we talked about earlier, it's difficult balance because you don't want to oversaturate one little area, but at the same time, you still got to work. You got to try and get get the stuff out there. So, is there a, what are some of the better best ones that you've you've played that were just like I didn't expect that to be great, and it ended up awesome. Man, my my favorite dive that's not it's a very poorly kept secret is the deli on mm. White Street. Um, I play a residency there every Monday. And, um, I don't know, just, they've always treated me with respect the same way they treat any other musician. There's a lot here in, in Norman. I think that's one Blue thing. Blue Bonnet's uh, another. All the, the, the whole Give me a ton of respect. Up and down Main Street. That's one oh, yeah. thing. Norman Music Fest. The, by, by the time this drops, it will have been over. We apologize for that. We've been super busy, but, uh, uh, that's going to be huge, and it's oh, just yeah. not. And there's there's something happening in, in all the bars in between, plus the main stages. But even like a regular Friday night on Main Street, you got to have multiple things going on, and, and it's just uh, people need to if they want to get their live music fixed and they're getting maybe worn out on Oklahoma City, just go south here. We got plenty, especially camp, between Campus Corner and Main Street. We definitely uh, have plenty, plenty yeah. of options, but. So, all right, let me put it in here so we know. When is your, uh, every Monday at the deli? Yeah, every Monday at 10. The Aints play at um, around 7, and they're led by Derek Paul, and he's one of those really fantastic guy songwriters that just, he writes heart-wrenching music, and the band puts it so cool. Gosh, I just don't know if I can, <laughs> that's all, <laughs> that's how I, was. I, I took my wife out to the Blue Bonnet to see uh, Megan Marlene. She she was playing down there. She's so gorgeous. Her and voice had, and her whole uh, energy. Oh, her songs. She played a song on the show. It was right after my grandpa died. And uh, one of the main lyrics was the something about loss and everything. And I'm like, this. Eh, 
chick is going to make me cry <laughs> on my own show. <laughs> and damn near did. But um, no, she's got beautiful songs. And uh, she had Kyle Reed playing with her even, which just took it up. Amplifies the emotion, yeah. And um, so tons of talent in this town, y'all. And uh, so where do we go from here as far as um, shows and releases and pressings and whatnots what do you got on the agenda yeah we um have our next single recorded and ready to put out and we have another one about halfway done um we just said yes to a lot of things in april we were lucky to be asked for a lot of things and like the norman music fest we're playing like four shows in two days and i think my drummer is playing two more the next day because again drummers summer (laughs) 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 how many bands are you in all of them yes 10 bands Uh, and still manages to be the most reliable bringing the most gear looking the nicest i don't understand our drummer is a force of nature uh but it's it's going to be really fun, but we're just kind of trying to get through that, that really busy time. And then um, we're playing a showboat concert series coming up in May that I'll post all the dates and stuff about. And that'll be cool because I don't know if any setting I typically played in could be considered romantic and intimate most of the time. Well, I mean, anything can be anything. It's just a matter of how brave you are, really. How inebriated, I guess. Yeah, drink, the, the <laughs> amount of drink involved definitely makes a difference on the comfort level. Apparently makes that deli corner booth real romantic. <laughs> so, no, but uh, we got that coming up. I'm playing at the uh, Rebel Gypsy Cafe on May 7th, just a little solo bit. And that's something that I first played when I was like 14. So I love getting to like, you know, like... uh step back into that group and get to catch up with everyone who does things in that part of the state. Awesome. Well, let's give a shout out to the guys in the band one more time before we get out of here. What's their names? CJ, Tim and Tyler. CJ and Tyler. I'm going to reach out to them or CJ, Tim and Tyler. I'll reach out to them on, uh, on the socials and see if we can, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Um, we'll be in touch for sure in the future. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to get, all of our heads collectively together and see if we can uh, go sell a damn show. Yeah, I'd love to see what we can make happen. Oh, yeah. Well, um, thank you for coming in. and uh, Thanks for having me. Like I said, we'll catch up in the future. Jonathan, if people would like to help out the show, tell them how they can help us do that. So we uh, do a mixed system of um, the value for value system and sponsorship. So if you're a business and you want to sponsor an episode, you can go over to thelocalearshot.com and you can drop me a line at john at thelocalearshot.com and we can see about getting you on as a sponsor Um, if you are an artist and you want to be on the show you can hit me up at john at thelocalearshot.com or brad on instagram page and then we can get you on to uh, talk about music Um, and then the third t is treasure Uh, basically if you want to donate to the show you can go over to our website thelocalearshot and there's a tab that says donate there's a bunch of options on there we also have a a um, link tree on our on our Instagram page that actually has all of our links and all the ways that you could possibly donate or get involved with what we're doing. Uh, we have Facebook groups and we also have other um, you know like um, platforms online and stuff that you can get involved with. So um, just come and look us up, check us out, see what we're doing, and we thank everybody for listening to the show because I mean it. We know that there's a ton of podcasts out there, and I mean there's very few ones that are actually doing what we're doing. So we appreciate every listener that we get. Thank you for listening. All right. We love y'all. We'll see y'all. Bye-bye.